Well, hello there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today I wanted to do something a little different. Now, if you're not a Shaleen Show regular listener, if you're not a lifer, this probably isn't the episode for you. I'm not going to give specific tips away. I just want to spend some time talking to you. So just chatting, you know, the way you would with a girlfriend who you're being honest with, you're sharing kind of your insights, what's going on, and then why that's going on or how you came to that decision, what's next for you, because some of these things aren't public. Like I'm not talking about it, but it's in the works. And maybe there are some rumors I can help dispel. So this is an episode for you, my friend, my virtual friend. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So as with most conversations with your friend, you just kind of, you let it become organic. So I didn't write down any notes. I just really wanted to speak from my heart. And I don't know what order this is going to come in. I I hope that I'm going to share with you some insights on my personal life, like what's going on with my family, also our businesses and how they relate and, and what we hope to do in the future. And just, you know, kind of sharing with you some honest perspectives. I think it's always interesting to hear how somebody reached a particular decision. Sometimes we just see what's happening in someone's life and we don't know what decisions were made or why they are there. So I want to shed some light on that and just be very honest and transparent with you. So number one, I thought I would update you on my hamstring avulsion. That is the, I suffered an injury earlier this summer that tore the muscle off the bone and left me really wondering how in the world I was going to get myself in the kind of shape I needed to be in, even to just like touch my toes, because I had an appearance at the Beachbody event, which was, I think there's like 20,000 people or 15,000 people, something like that. And I needed to do Pio, which is a Pilates and yoga style workout. I needed to do that live in front of this huge group of, of people, fans and coaches. And so I when that happened, I immediately had this like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Because I, I, how am I going to heal in time to do this event? Should I pull out of the event now? Because I know that a lot of people book tickets and make arrangements to go there to see you. And I would just feel horrible if people were doing that, assuming they were going to see me and then I couldn't do anything. So I, I spent like three days making some quick decisions, trying to s- figure out, like, okay, what are, my, what are the odds that I could at least kind of do a modified version of Pio? And the odds were very high based on the experts that I saw. Hamstring healed up beautifully, and I did an episode on that. It's um, How to Heal Naturally, and I will link to that in our show notes if you're looking for more information on that. But the hamstring is doing fantastic. Really excited about that. I will say that that was – not nearly, it wasn't stressful for me because of the approach that I have now to health and fitness and nutrition. In the past, if I had injured myself, I would have been depressed. I would have been freaked out and anxious. And I would have immediately started counting calories and wondering what the heck I was going to do. And I was just like... (laughs) So what? Like I know how to, I know how to deal with this. Like I know how to keep my body exactly where it's at. I know how to maintain muscle. I and it was I and I know how to heal this. So the one three one is 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 a way of thinking, right? And it's just changed everything about the way I live 
the decisions I make, my business decisions, everything, because I just no longer align at all with some of the beliefs I once held, which were false beliefs. They were beliefs that I held because they were repeated to me, kind of like, you know, if you grew up in a household where, you know, maybe some of the beliefs your parents had around money or love or whatever, people, maybe they're um, racist, who knows, like some of those beliefs are beliefs that were just like regurgitated to you. And then you get to this place where you, you learn more. And you're like, well, none of that is true. And you start to question it at first. And then you start doing your own investigating and then your own experiences. And then then you, wa- you want to turn your back on that, even if it was something that you once believed in. That kind of leads me to where I'm at today in terms of health and fitness. I am just completely transformed, uh, spending the last three years studying what it means to be healthy and realizing that I was a big part of this health and fitness marketing and culture long even before I joined forces with Beachbody or did infomercials. You know, if I go all the way back to age 19, I was teaching people things about health and fitness that really weren't making people healthy. It was making them strong. It was making them look good, maybe. But it had little to do with true health. And I define true health as the ability to live to your fullest without pain, without illness, without dying before you should, without contracting or manifesting diseases that are preventable. That to me is health. And I think that should be our objective. When you do that, you don't have to worry about your weight anymore. If we start with health, weight falls off because to be healthy, you have to also be a healthy weight. And in order to do that, people think it's working out and it's counting calories and it's not those things. It is focusing on how to get healthy from the inside out and the weight comes off naturally and then you don't have to be a slave to it. And the reason why I was such a panicked, anxiety-ridden, I guess you could say card-carrying member of the health and fitness industry is because I was just teaching what I heard everybody else teach. And I'm not blaming anyone except myself in that now I don't care what it is. I go, hmm, that's interesting. And then I want to research it. And I want to look at the science. And that is not to say that science can't be bought, as we're now seeing with, you know, the recent ruling in the Monsanto glyphosate cases. If you're not familiar with that, that's the recent judgment awarded to a man here in Southern California who was a groundskeeper for the public school systems. He he has a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and sued Monsanto, who's the maker of Roundup. Roundup uses an agent called glyphosate. Glyphosate, it's a, oh my gosh, don't even, I'm going to have to do a separate podcast on that. But I mention it because that is a clear example of science that can be bought. Meaning if you're a big enough company and you offer a big enough paycheck to the right researchers and let them know, here's the results we would like for you to find. They'll find a way to find those results. So even science kind of needs to be looked at objectively, right? But I find, (laughs) which is really interesting, that when it's science related to something people can't make money off of, i.e. what our bodies do for us naturally that don't require a medical intervention or a, a prescription pill, et cetera, 
um, that's some of the best science you can find because there's no one to be no one's making money from it. So it's just a matter of a scientist's hypothesis and then taking a look at that science and and then checking though to see if who it's funded by and and that's that's how I approach health and fitness advice today with an open mind and also knowing that we learn more about the body every single day. So you won't hear me ever say, this is the only thing you should do. This is the um, absolute. Or if you do this, for sure, this will happen. What you'll hear me say today is, based on what we know thus far. And that has given me, it's just freedom. Freedom from having to think about my calories and it's given me hormone balance. It's made me appreciate and understand my body. I've helped to heal my leaky gut. It's it's healed my brain. It's healed my energy. It's healed my relationships, my mood, my sleep, my body. Like the way my body responds to exercise, the fact that I don't have to – like right now as I'm recording this, I just took a full nine days off of exercise. I would have never done that unless you cut off my arms and legs in the past. And I did that to give my body a full-blown rest because I had gone too many weeks without a true rest day. And I wanted to see like, okay, I just spent nine nine weeks, yes, healing my hamstring. Now, what happens if I give it a full week off? And at the same time, I had ear surgery. So I had, this is a, a superficial bit of information I'll share with you because you're my friend. Um, but I, like I haven't mentioned it in social media. I had my ears reconstructed. <laughs> I'm a baby from the 80s and I wore these just giant, huge, heavy punk rock earrings, new wave in the 80s. And they pulled on my ears and they stretched my ears. And I had one ear that was lower than the other. And it's, it wasn't like I cared like when some pe- people looked at me, but it was affecting the way I wear my glasses. They're always crooked. And it just started to bug me. And I, I like wearing big hoops, right? And I, I still like wearing big earrings, but now they manufacture big earrings so they're super lightweight, but they just didn't look right. And it was bugging me. So I'm like, you know what? It seems like a pretty simple surgery. Well, it wasn't as simple as I thought. So anyways, I had that done and I thought, well, this is a, a great way for me to just rest and recuperate. Guess what else it did? It forced me to take time off of social media to write my book, to finish my book, The one through one Method. So that's the other thing I wanted to update you on is I have been not doing much in social media. I've been obviously keeping up with the podcast, but I haven't been doing very much in social media the last two weeks, and I would say actually even the last month, because I've been focusing every single day on writing my book. And when I say focusing on it, it's the one through one method, so it's very much based in science, and I have to find a really simple but honest way to explain these things that doesn't placate to you. Also, it conveys what you need to know, but doesn't give you the information you don't need to know. And it's current, it's up to date, and it's and it's honest. Because with even with science, there's sometimes there's scientific proof on both sides. So it's been a great book to write. It's been a difficult book to write. I can't wait for you to get your hands on it. Um, it was a blessing. It was a real blessing in disguise because we had originally thought, and this is just being transparent, again, because you're my friend, so I can tell you this. Um, I created the 131 Method, which is an online program. After years of doing research and interviewing experts, 
countless experts, experts on fasting, experts on metabolism, experts on food, experts on diabetes and cancer and leaky gut and autism and and weight loss resistance on how do how do people lose weight? What is the true science behind weight loss? And what I learned is it's about health, which is why diets don't work, which is why unfortunately the diet industry is so huge because it doesn't work and we just keep thinking that it will, that there's something wrong with us. We just keep pouring money into it, money into it, money into it. And it shouldn't be that difficult. It shouldn't be that hard. There's nothing wrong with you. So I created the, uh, this online program that walks people through it week by week by week over the course of 12 weeks, simplifying everything I learned over the years of study and countless experts. So it's a simplified process where I kind of coach you. Sorry for hitting the microphone. I coach you each week and also give you a very easy to customize meal plan. Or maybe you don't want to customize it, but it's it's just spelled out very simple for you. And there's hundreds of hours of transcripts, audio lessons, video lessons, handouts, uh, worksheets, expert interviews, etc. So much information that I believed I could turn this over to an expert and say, okay, here's all the information. Here's the program. Can you take my words and let's just turn this into a book? In other words, I hired a ghostwriter and I hope she doesn't listen to this. But it's actually, it's no fault of hers. It's no fault of anyone's. We hired a ghostwriter to help us assemble the book, and then I was just going to edit it to make sure, you know, it matches up exactly with what we're teaching inside the online program. Well, that was a much more complicated process than what any of us had assumed because the way you read a book and the way you go through online coaching is so different. And the online coaching program is it's kind of a different approach that someone might be looking for versus someone who wants to just read a book over a weekend and go, okay, I got it. I know what I'm doing for the next 12 weeks. An online coaching program is very different. It's like I'm coaching you each week. So I don't teach you on week one what you need to know in week six. Why would you need to know that then, right? That's how an online program works. It's just, I teach you, here's, here's what you need to do this week. Oh, hi, here's what you need to do on week two. Oh, hey, thanks for tracking in again. Here's what you're doing week three. So it's week by week. But when someone reads a book, you have to front load all of the science that someone might need in week five, let's say. And you have to share all of that knowledge with people in such a way that they can digest it. It's not too much, but it gives them what they need in order to be successful. And then you have to lay out the whole plan. My, my point is, it was just too freaking important to let anybody else do it but me. You can call me a control freak if you want, but I really would have loved to turn the control over of this to someone else. It just, if I had, it's too profound for me. This is too important because I feel like we have been lied to and we've been tricked and we've been, I think for too long, people have been assuming, when I say people, marketers, that we just can't handle the truth and that, you know what, you just, you just want to learn how to lose fast weight and you're not interested in getting healthy. And I disagree. I think that most people recognize that it's just obvious that if I get healthy, it's going to fix a lot of things, including my weight, including my joints, including my emotional eating. So that's what I've been doing is writing this book and I write so slow. I know I speak fast. 
I think I'm a pretty good speaker. I, I hope that that's one of the reasons why you listen to the show. I know the words I'm looking for, but it just doesn't translate the same in a transcript. So just taking my transcripts and trying to turn that into a book, not just the order, just you know the way, I, the way you speak to someone to motivate them, to get them to take action, the way you teach is very different from the way something needs to read. So I've just finished the, as I'm recording this, I just finished the biggest, heaviest chapter, the one that was going to be the hardest for me because it had the most science. And again, I had to make this like interesting and fun and relatable, but like also understand that you are really smart and you can handle this stuff. And I just finished that. I have one teeny tiny little chapter left. I'll be able to finish that in for sure three days. So by the time you're listening to this, I'm probably done. Actually, you're probably going to listen to this on Monday. So Monday will probably be the day I finish the whole manuscript. Then it's a matter of sending it off to my editor. The editor reads it. She gives me feedback, queries. I don't think this needs to be included. Um, Can you elaborate on that? Uh, Do we put a graph in here? Uh, You know, those kinds of things. Uh, We've already done amazing photography on all of the recipes. The recipes are insane. It's beautiful. So it's a cookbook. And it's the diet book, but it's not a diet. It's a health program. It's your ultimate, it's your final solution to healthy weight loss. One through one is, it's a 12-week program, right? But once you go through it, it's a way of life. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of making the right decisions. It's just knowing what you should and shouldn't do and knowing that you can do, if you want, from time to time, things that you probably shouldn't do. It's not that big of a deal. And what to do about it when you do do that. Like that, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle program. And I'm really proud of it. So that has had me focused. And when I say focused, I haven't left my house. So I didn't allow myself to go into the office. I didn't allow myself to work on other projects. I didn't allow my team to introduce to me ideas, questions, anything that took my focus away from the 131 because that's how my brain works. The only way I was going to get it done was by protecting my work style. And I think that's a lesson you can take away from this is that you just have some people can multitask god bless them i cannot so if my team were to come to me and go shaleen okay we need to talk about you know our upcoming promotions for smart success or how we're going what the new colors we're going to pick out for our push journals that will take me off of my focus for days and i can't afford to do that i'm not good at that i can't do that i i think most people when they are multitasking, they're selling themselves short because it's hard to toggle back and forth between thoughts. It's hard to toggle back and forth between projects. When we're multitasking, we're just we're just a little bit less than where we should be in terms of our potential on that project. Then we switch back to another one and keep switching. So I'm not a fan of multitasking for anyone. And I know for me personally, you're going to get a lesser output for me if I'm multitasking. So I just shut it down. And I have the most incredible team. Thank you, Kristen. Um, she's, I call her my manager. She's also the podcast manager, but she also manages me. And thank you to Brett. Oh my gosh. Brett just was like at the door with a machine gun. If anyone tried to call or text or email or come to visit, he just like knew that I really wanted to focus and get this done. And thank you so much to Brooke. Brooke is our vice president. She just stepped in and became me love you, Brooke. So anyways, thanks to my team. And thanks to you guys, because I've been getting so many positive words of encouragement. Like I, 
I'm usually not the type – Sierra and I were just talking about this. I usually don't like encouragement because it's like I, I, I have confidence in myself, so I know I got it, right? Like there was this time when we were filming t- the Turbo Fire videos and it was like the seventh day of jumping up and down and doing air jacks on concrete, half naked, in front of hot lights and strangers and, you know, doing that for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and multiple takes. And it was like the last shoot – on the last day, I think, and it was d- during the turbo section, which is really like anaerobic and it's really hard to do, <laughs> to especially to do it and speak and smile and suck in your gut and, 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 right? Somebody messed up behind me. Or maybe it was me that messed up. I don't know. There was a mess up and we had d- we'd done so many takes that I just physically wasn't sure how he's going to do it, but I didn't have a choice. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. I, I just need a moment. And I stepped over onto the side and every, everyone else like cleared the set and they were like taking a break. And I think I was having like a mini meltdown, like just, you know, kind of like crouching down, focusing on what I need to do, like trying to visualize it. I certainly wasn't crying because I was, I usually only cry when I have sincere gratitude or happiness. I usually don't cry when I'm angry which isn't bad. I'm just saying. I, I don't think I was crying. But somebody came, two two of my friends, friends, because I mainly had friends in the cast. Two of my friends came over to me and they're like, girl, you you are a badass. You got this. You you can do this. Now just, and you know what? I just didn't want to hear it. It made me angry. I was like, you know, I know I got it. Okay. I, I know I freaking got it. I'm just freaking tired, okay? Like, and I was really bitchy, and I felt really bad about it. But it was because, like, I didn't, I didn't need that. I just needed a moment, like a moment to mentally go to a place where it was okay. I knew I could find the energy. I didn't need to be upset about it. Like, all those past takes were energy I wanted to give to the viewer, and it ends up on the cutting room floor. So that's like me feeling sorry for myself kind of thing. So I just want to get past that. And I really snipped at them. And I'm sorry. I forget even who that was. I'm so sorry. I think it might have been Meredith. Yeah, Meredith, if you're listening, um, I'm sorry. I think I think it was you and someone else who came over to say that. But anyways, I usually don't like – I don't know why. It's like that self-reliancy thing. I'm sure it has something to do with our parents. But I usually don't like it when people are like, you can do this. But I've really appreciated it, and I want to thank you for those of you who have been reaching out to me and saying, girl, you're almost done with the book. You go. So anyways, that's that on the book. I think it'll come out in – I think we're going to wait until after Christmas. I don't want it to be a New Year, New You kind of book. Now, if it ends up being that, it ends, so be it. But I kind of would like for that noise to die down and then release the book. So we'll see. But – By the time you're listening to this, I should be done. That kind of helps you to understand where I'm at in terms of my fitness career and also my business career. So as you probably know, my husband and I have been in the health and fitness industry for, I think, 30. Well, I've been in it for 30 years. He's been in it for the last 20. We sold our fitness company, Powder Blue Productions, which certified fitness instructors. We sold that, I think, let's see, eight years ago, nine years ago to Beachbody. They still do certifications now around the globe. Um, we also partnered with Beachbody and we do infomercials. Uh, the Pio infomercial is still on TV. Uh, a lot of people ask, are you going to do another fitness 
program? And the answer is I don't know. I don't know uh, because there's so many things that I've been very honest with my friends at Beachbody about things that I won't do and I don't want to be a part of and I don't agree with or that were maybe not fun for me when we filmed fitness programs. So there's probably (laughs) – I probably haven't been offered anything new because that's – you know, that's hard to work. That's hard to work with. Like they own a company. They know how to market fitness programs. They have plenty of really talented people to put programs out. And, you know, I'm probably, I have very specific beliefs around what it is I would produce for you and how I would want that process. So it's, it's not just like, okay, the program, I have to believe in it a thousand percent and every part of it, including the nutrition plan, right? And what I will and won't promote. And then to make matters worse, I'm kind of a little high maintenance in that I don't financially need to do anything that doesn't make me happy. And filming a fitness program isn't easy. Um, Pio was. So I'm at a stage with with uh, with Beachbody where the filming of Pio was delicious. It was so fun and so rewarding. And I want to say shout out to Carl Deichler, shout out to Andrea, and shout out to Heather Church because they just made it, oh my gosh, so much fun. Thank you to all my friends who were in the cast because they let me use – like that was a big piece of it. Like let me use all my real friends and let me pick the clothes and, you know, anyways, that was an – incredibly enjoyable experience. But um, I guess I'm just saying like there's some really great talented people out there. I'm 49 years old. I don't know if people still want to see me doing fitness workouts. Like, you know, like that just is what it is. I don't take that personal. Uh, I still think I'm a really fantastic instructor. I still teach regularly. I teach small classes, private classes. I will text people and say, hey, I want to test a workout. You want to join me? And I do that locally. There's a little boxing studio around the corner that um, like nobody knows about. So that's like a perfect place for me to sometimes just go, hey, on Thursday, can I test a workout? So I'm constantly developing workouts. In fact, I spent most of the summer uh, with Sierra to helping her turn her workouts into a program. So my daughter, Sierra, who you probably listened to in a previous podcast where I talked about her decision to decline a D1 track scholarship because she doesn't love running. And she realized that she was kind of um, trying to live up to this expectation or label that other people had placed on her. And so she decided to give up her track scholarship and she's going to fashion school instead, which is freaking awesome. Design school, whatever you want to call it. But so what she did discover is, is she hated running, but she loved training. Hated the running. Hated, hated, hated the running. And so she loved the training. And so after she quit track, kept training like she was a track athlete without the running. So all of the burst workouts, intervals, and strength training and the variety of strength training that she does, like it's crazy how sculpted her body is. And so, you know, just she wasn't going to track. And so she'd be like, Mom, do you want to go work out? And I'm like (laughs) trying to be like low key, like, oh, my God, my daughter wants to work out with me. Uh, yeah, sure. That that sounds good. Like, sure. What time? You know, like trying to be cool. 
but I loved doing her workouts. So they were so amazing. I'm like, these are sick. Sierra, these are so good. So she's like, yeah, why don't you, um, you could just take these workouts and you could do your next workout program. And I said, you know, it's, they're not mine, they're yours. Why don't you do it? And she's like, I don't want to be on video. That's what you do. How about I do an ebook? So we've been working on this ebook with her this summer. Um, she's been doing it herself. The only thing I helped her with is like how to format the workout so that people can look at it, take a glance, and understand what each workout looks like. They're really short. They're really um, physique inspired, if that makes sense. Like some programs are about like total body. Like if you think about CrossFit, you know, every inch of your body is ready. This is like it's shoulders and hamstrings and like these and abs. This is all the stuff women love and they're short and they're great. Anyways, she's been working on writing that ebook. I've been having so much fun doing that with her this summer. And uh, I don't know when that will be released, but of course you'll you'll find out, especially if you follow me on Snapchat or Instagram stories. I'll keep you posted. But here's the other piece. You have to let your kids be who they are. I am, you know, hi, hi, hi there. What's your name? Pleasure to meet you. Oh, that's a beautiful blouse you're wearing. Like, that's me, right? Sierra's not like that. And I want her to be who she is. So she's a little bit like, I don't, I don't give an F what you think. She's very confident. She is so 1,000. She is herself times two and doesn't worry what people think. So she wanted the title of her book to be F, the letter F, then an asterisk, CK, running. Got it? Yeah. And at first I'm like, oh, God, no, I have to talk her out of this. This is going to be so offensive. And no, oh, my gosh, you know, how will that reflect on me as a parent? And then I was like, wait, what do I care what you think about how I am as a parent? Because my daughter chooses to, you know, use part of a obscenity. It's not an obscenity. It's FCK. FCK running um, in the title of her book. I, I, what do I care? I know I'm a freaking unbelievable parent. I know I'm a great parent. So, and I want her to be who she is, and that's just who she is. So that's the title of her book, and I'm really, really proud of it. And um, I don't know when it'll be out, but we've been having fun working on that this summer. And she's taught me so much about science and the body because she's had a fascination and interest in it as well, and that has been something we can really bond over. Because I've been so focused on, like, I want to say fixing my wrongs or what's the word? How do I say this? Not fixing my wrongs. Because I've been so focused on writing wrongs, if that makes sense. Meaning like thinking about all of the advice and the programming and the way I told people they should get healthy. And it wasn't malicious. It was just, it's what we knew at the time, right? It's what we knew at the time. And, but I also know I have this platform and there's so many people I want to reach and help them understand what it means to be healthy. And because I'm not great at multitasking, I've really stepped away from some of my other business ventures and focused exclusively on helping people. So my mission is to help people live a healthier, happier, fuller life. I want you to have a crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life. That's my dream for you. And so... That is how I define each project. And that is why when people are like, how come you don't talk about this project or this program or this supplement or whatever it is, it has to meet that criteria. It's not that I don't believe in those things. It's just 
I'm just really being focused on what our bodies can do for us naturally and what we can do to restore our health when there's so many other things in our environment working against us. And so because of that, um, I pulled back from the Marketing Impact Academy a little bit. I did a live event, uh, we'll, but I'm going to dig back into that in October. Um, I also pulled back from Smart Success a little bit, and I'm going to dig back into that in October as well. My goal is to create things that are more affordable. Smart Success was a $1,000 program, and it's life-changing, but I can't change any lives if people can't afford to make that kind of investment right? The same is true of the Marketing Impact Academy. That gives you your business life. But I also want to, in the upcoming year, focus on creating some entry-level programs that are like quick and easy. And I've taken cues from my son. Brock is um, at the University of California, Davis. He transferred from Georgetown. He's playing football for UC Davis. And he's on the side been you know co-hosting the Build Your Tribe podcast with me and developing business programs for people and I watched how much success he had with these little tiny bite-sized mini courses that were you know priced under 40 bucks and that people could get through in a weekend and I was like wow oh I've been making a really big mistake I've been trying to give people their life like oh you want to start a business okay here you go Here's a program that's going to serve you from the moment you're thinking you you might have an idea, but you don't have an idea, all the way through, you know, big business, placing Facebook ads, hiring teams, etc. And I think for some people, that's what they're looking for. They want that library that they can go back in and access. It never goes old because we're always updating it. It gives you your life. It you know, helps you if you have a business, but yet you want to start another new one. Like it, it's, it's like everything. It is the ultimate business university. But then there's those people who just want to go take one night class. And I want to serve those people too. So I'm going to start focusing a little bit more on that in October. Uh, Brett and I are also kind of looking at being empty nesters because Sierra will start at FITM in uh, their semester starts in October. So that's interesting. We have, at the moment, two homes. We have the home that we raised our kids in that if you follow me on social media, you've seen it. It was my dream home. It's huge, huge. It's like a dream come true. It's got this 3,000-square-foot gym in it. It's got tennis courts, full size. It's like if you include the gym, it's like 12,000 square feet and three dogs. And as much as I love that house and there's so many memories and I just had my friends out visiting me, um, Christine Dwyer and Mindy Lawhorn, and they were just like, oh, you're going to, oh, there's so many memories we have here. We filmed so many videos here. And I'm like, stop. I don't want to think about it. But what do two people need that much square footage for? We don't. And it's always been our dream to live at the beach. So kind of update you on another little piece. We bought a piece of property in an area, a fancy area of Orange County uh, known as Corona Del Mar. It's right in Newport Beach. It's like the most expensive zip code. And the homes are lovely. It's, you know, everyone drives nice cars. And it's like, it's it's one of those bougie areas. It's kind of like Beverly Hills of Orange County, kind of. Not that, not that bougie, but like, you know, it's 
the Beverly Hills of Orange County. How about that? So we bought a piece of land there. So we bought a house there that we had intended to um, take it down to the – what do they call that? Take it down to the studs, take it down to the post, whatever. Strip it down and rebuild it. And we, we bought the house. We gutted it. And we started building. And every time we drove down there, I didn't have a good feeling, you know, like that, oh, we should be really excited. So number one, I was thinking like, oh, we're going to sell our dream house. And I don't really want to live here. I don't relate to these people. I'm sorry if you live there, you're probably the cool one. But I just didn't really, I didn't feel, it didn't feel right. You know, when you want, when you drive in your driveway, it should feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. This feels peaceful. It didn't feel peaceful. It felt chaotic. So we were like a block off the beach, like a block, uh, close enough that that the street where we bought the house was covered in cars because people would park to walk down to the beach. They didn't live at the beach. And so it was just a never-ending stream of people. And so it's like sidewalk, house, sidewalk, front door, like no yard, just a house and concrete. And I didn't like that. And I didn't like how public it was. And I didn't like the area. And I didn't like how bougie it felt. And But I also knew it was Brett's dream to be at the ocean. And I was also kind of thinking, well, you know, once the house is built, maybe I'll feel very different, like once it's all, like, finished. Then as we were filming the content for the 131 online program last fall, we filmed that at our house. And because of that, because we knew we'd be working for so many weeks filming in the house and setting up lighting and crews and sound and monitors and hair and makeup, et cetera, we decided, you know, look, let's just kind of make this fun too and let's move out of our house and rent a little place down on the beach, a different beach, right on the freaking water. Like, you know, if you're sitting on the deck, your feet are hitting the water. Like, let's rent a place for the two weeks while we're, or the, sorry, the month while we're filming the 131 because our other house was still like just, we're just starting construction. So we did that. We rented a little tiny cottage down um, in uh, Capistrano Beach and I would drive through the gates of that. It's a little like private gated beach community and I would drive through the gates and I would be like, Here I was doing this like really, you know, brain-consuming, tedious work, but I felt so good and so peaceful every time we drove down there. It was unbelievable. And I watched Brett just feeling the same things. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder if it's going to be like this at the other place. And we just knew it wasn't. And, you know, we just – he looked at me one day and I looked at him. And I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing if like maybe we could get this – cottage it was a tiny little cottage and we just reached out to the owners and they were not interested in selling so we thought well let's just see if there's anything else on this little road pch this little stretch of the ocean and we looked at another house and we're like okay that's it that's the one so we bought a house that had just been newly built and I'm recording from it now. I'm recording from a pink podcasting studio. My walls have been upholstered in kind of what looks like a zebra, white on white, shiny, sparkly material. So all the walls are padded and upholstered. And everything else is baby pink. I've got a baby pink desk with white sparkly stone top. And and I know it sounds very girly. It is very girly. There's a giant 
portrait of Marilyn Monroe on the wall blowing a bubble. You've probably seen that iconic pop photo of her. And all the accessories and everything else is just really fun. It's either pink and white. It's all pink and white. And it's just beautiful. And guess what I'm looking at? The ocean. So I have a giant window inside my podcast studio that I'm just standing like I'm the cruise director of a ship. I'm standing at the wheel. I'm like Sandy from Below Deck. And by the way, I love Sandy from Below Deck. Oh my gosh, if any of you know Sandy from Below Deck, please let her know. I think she is the most remarkable human being, female leader I've ever seen. I want to meet her. I want to know her. I want to be friends with her. Okay. So I am Sandy right now. I am standing at my desk and I feel like I'm driving a ship and I can see the ocean. And this house is a dream come true. We've just put our big house on the market. We haven't wanted to sell it. This is going to sound so crazy and ridiculous because we kind of go back and forth between the two. Like the other one has the big gym. Uh, We have lots of company that comes and stay with us. We've got room for them there. This house is like, I think, 3,500 square feet. So it's one, two. It's four bedrooms, which is great. But, you know, we're soon to be empty nesters, so we're downsizing. I'm learning to live with less. I'm learning to spend less time on Amazon.com. I'm really happy, though. I'm, I just have never been more content and more calm, I don't think, in my entire life. Even though we are in startup stages for the 131, like, that's the other thing I thought I would probably kind of fill you in on. Like, this isn't a diet. This isn't a, like, oh, Shaleen came out with a diet. It, it, no. This is... In my mind, my intentions are to have this become a world-changing phenomenon where people change their lifestyles, where we become a movement, where diet people stop dieting and stop saying dumb things that just have nothing to do with how the body really works, where we're, we understand toxins in our environment and the impact of stress and sleep and where we can prevent diseases like Alzheimer's and ADD and autoimmune disease and cancers, many cancers, not all, obviously, but that there's so many preventable diseases that we, we can take control of our health, which means we have to not accept how, how our government does not protect us, bottom line, like thinking about back on glyphosate. So because of that, we're in the startup stages of what is not a small business, but a, a My goal, our goal, Brett and I, is to turn this into a global movement. And that means we have had to look, we've had to figure out how to not be business owners, but how to be like global brand developers, you know, where where you're the hero, you are the hero, and you trust us as your guides and, and the other people, the other experts who I assemble to be your guides. That means learning how to do that. Like I didn't know how to, I don't know how to build a global brand. We've had to hire experts to help us and agency and executives and coaches, so many people to help us be bigger, be better. Um, and, and it's been an incredible investment. We've had to, you know, hire tons of people. There's been some changes in our team. Brett and I have invested to date over one and a half million dollars of our own money into the research and development, into the team, the staffing, the marketing, the coaching, the um, all of the people that need to be compensated for their expertise. It's figuring out who are the right companies to align with and knowing that that has to be flexible, right? So, uh, you know, as we learn more about the body, let's say there's something we learn about the body that people don't need or do need this or that and 
you know, if we've partnered with another company, we just have to know that it is what we believe is the best thing in the best interest of our customers at the time, right? But so we have to be very, very selective about that. And it's also looking at what things we need to develop for our customers because it doesn't exist. Or if it does exist, it's cost prohibitive. I want to change the healthcare system. I want to change the way you pick your medical provider. I would love for there to be massive changes in the way our physicians are trained. I would love for there to be massive reformation when it comes to what our healthcare providers need to know when they graduate about digestive health, about gut health, brain health, leaky gut, and nutrition. I mean, when was the last time you went to your physician? They said, so so tell me what you've been eating. And let's talk about what type of toxins you might be exposing yourself to. How much sleep are you getting? Like, it just doesn't happen. And it's no fault of theirs. It's just there are some that do that, but they're, they have gone out to seek additional integrative medical healthcare training on their own. So my point is, I've got such big dreams. They're so big that I get to feel, I, I feel patient. I feel calm about it. In the past, if I was focused on, well, I've got to have the number one infomercial this year, or I've got to write the best book, or I've got to sell the most, blah, 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 that feels urgent. That feels like a moment in time. That feels like this is going to slip by me. And I don't feel that way right now. I feel like I am fueled by God's purpose. And I thank him for that. And I want to be I want to be a servant to him and live my life with purpose and make all decisions with purpose. Not sometimes that means I have to say, okay, what's the right what is the thing that God would want me to do right now? Not what do I need to do so that these people like me and so that these people offer me another opportunity and so that I can be on this and I can be featured here and so that this person introduces me to that person. I just I don't think about those things at all. Zero. Not at all. None. I it's such a great place to be. I hope that you can feel that someday. Because I know what it feels like to feel the opposite. I just don't think, I don't care what people think. I, I, just, I just see my purpose. And I also know that I need to be patient because it's a big purpose. And I need the help of others, people like you. And it's going to develop into fun things like um, products, things that I think are going to help people but are not available on the market. We're soon to be releasing one of the first ones, which is my lemon ginger water, my lemon ginger cayenne water recipe in a powdered form. <laughs> We've been working on it for more than a year and a half. We could have had it on the market um, a year ago, more than earlier than that even. But I feel differently now about the way things are manufactured and food and the necessity of choosing organic products and then knowing where these things are being manufactured and how it breaks down and how much processing is involved and what type of packaging and how does the packaging affect the environment. Like all of these things now I realize matter. So it's not about money. It's about health. And that takes a lot longer and it's a lot more expensive, but I know it will be worth it in the end and and lots of other things too. So I'm going to keep those under wraps, not because I can't talk about them, but because 
Like I started talking about lemon ginger water, lemon ginger cayenne water so long ago that I think people are like, oh my gosh, why isn't it out yet? I'm like, man, if if I'm frustrated, I know they're frustrated. So I just don't want to frustrate you. But some really cool things that aren't available to you, we're trying to develop those things to make health easy and convenient because if it's convenient and healthy, that's going to make you happy and healthy. In this transition right now that Brett and I are going through, considering that our daughter's going to be soon leaving for school, um, we are looking at doing some things that we have put off all of our lives. You've heard me say for the last 20 years that I don't travel and I don't do live events because our children being here and present for our children is our number one priority. And I have a real problem, and I shouldn't because it's not a judgment thing. I just, I just, oh, I know it's going to impact your kids. If you're constantly traveling and then trying to pretend like you're not or just constantly away from your family, you, it's going to have an impact on your kids. I'm sorry. It just is. And that's my opinion, and I don't think you're going to be able to change it, and you're entitled to yours. But that has been something that Brett and I have held hands on and prayed over and believe in wholeheartedly and turned down many, many opportunities, oftentimes feeling FOMO, like, oh, these people are flying all around the country. I had the opportunity to speak here or there. You could fly here. You could do this. And we just didn't do those things. And Brett, too, Brett had so many incredible opportunities when we first got married. And then, of course, as he continued coaching, um, you know, even though we were running our businesses together, he was you know, coaching on a high school level, but he's such a freaking talented, genius offensive coordinator that he had opportunities to do that on the next level. But he also knew that that meant picking up the family, moving the family often, or being away from the family. And that was just not something we believed was right for us. You have to do what's right for you. And now that the kids are like leaving the nest, we're like, we can start traveling and doing events and this is going to be fun because I've always loved doing them. We just have made that sacrifice while the children were home. So we've started by doing the Shaleen Show Live. Yeah. So we've been just did one so far this summer, and I've got another one. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but another one coming up in San Diego and one in Dallas and uh, one in San Francisco. And they're selling out quickly, and they're so fun because you're there. And I like I, I've said this many times before podcast listeners, I have a different connection with them. It's a, like, I can say, okay, girl, come on over. Like, or, or dude, like, I get you. By the way, I think the last statistic we had was like 6% of the audience was male and they are good look. So dudes, if you're listening right now, I need you to know that I know you are like so smart, so good looking, so handsome and um, a real catch, a real catch. Shaleen Show, male listeners, total catches. Anyways, I love meeting you guys because I have this instant connection. And it's weird because when I put a room full of other podcast listeners in the same room, it's crazy how comfortable it is. Everyone just like immediately connects. It's awesome. So I guess that's a good segue to end the show and invite you to check out and see if we're coming to a city near you because now I can. Now, Brett, I just got my passport redone. I might travel. This is so cool. And I really, really, really would love to come and see you. Now, if I'm not scheduled to be at a city near you, may, you should make that happen. Like 
get a group together and let us know you've got a group because, you know, that could start a snowball effect. Like if we knew you had a group of 25 or whatever, like maybe that's, an, I don't know, Brett's probably like, what? But maybe that's enough to start a snowball effect and we could come to your area or a, a large city that's near you. Or, or maybe you want to, I don't know, sponsor the event. I just, I want you to know I'm available now to travel and I'm pretty excited about it. So you can learn more and you can get your tickets by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash Shaleen Show Live. No the, just Shaleen Show Live. And I'll put a link to that, of course, in our show notes. And I'd love to meet you there. I'd love for you to do that. You can, I would totally tell you it is worth getting a group of girls together or guys, sorry, a group of cool people together Go to dinner, have your adult beverages, come to the show. It gets very real. There's some things that we don't put on the live podcast because it's just too real. And I would love to meet you at one of those live events. So hurry and get your t- get a group of cool people together, and I'll see you at an upcoming Shaleen Show live event, I hope. Well, thanks for being interested and listening to me. I love just chatting with you. I hope you, I hope you like this. Um, I know that this episode isn't going to be listened to by everyone. It's going to be listened to by the people that matter the most. And I'm going to get teary-eyed just thinking about it, how much gratitude I have for you, like just hearing from you. Like, And if you reach out to me on social media, please don't forget to tell me that you listen to the show because then I just like you more. I like you more than all the other people who are like, I like your outfit. Where did you get it? Mm. Okay, I'll answer them. But like, if you're like, I like your outfit and I listen to your podcast, I'm a subscriber to both of them, you get some virtual love. You'll feel it. Listen, youarethebomb.com. I love you and I mean it. Thanks for being here. 